everyone, and welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Transportation System. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Child. 
And each guest gets to choose one entree, one appetizer, and then there's like a shared dessert trio for the party. Yeah, so it is obviously not cheap. Right. But this is one of those we've done, and we enjoyed it, even though most of what we got was average. I think I got like a beef sandwich or like French dip or something. It was, you know, it was okay. But it, I mean, obviously, if you've seen Beauty and the Beast, this is like you're walking right into it. The Beast walks around. It's not really a meet and greet, but you'll right. see him kind of cruising around, and it's right in the, the big, you know, opening ballroom. Yeah, you walk when you walk in. You're walking into like what would be like the front of the castle, right? The dance. Takes yeah, place. <laughs> and then it's the grand ballroom where like the dance takes place. There's also the West Wing that you can dine in and the Rose Gallery. When Tony and I ate here, we ate here back in 2020. At that time, lunch was a quick service meal, so we got to eat there for lunch, and then dinner was um, a prefix meal. Now the entire like the entire day is set up like that. But it's such a fun environment. Like, will I say that the food is the best food that you've ever eaten? No. But I liked my dish when we had dined there back in 2020. I got, like, um, it was, like, a chicken confit kind of setup that I got. Um, yeah, I remember yours was definitely was better. But, again, you're not really going there for the food. Right. You want to get the most out of it because of the price, but... You just gotta know what you're getting. Look at them, look at these menus before you go. There's always a few good things, and there's a couple that are kind of eh. You just, yeah, you can't you, expect it all to be good. From the appetizers, you can start with something like the um, French onion soup, or you can do like a mixed green salad. You can get escargot there. I've actually heard the escargot there is actually pretty good. Um, you can something also something new. Let's see the pork chop. I don't remember seeing the pork chop on there. And they got like a trout and. I think I changed up the menu, I think, since we've been there. It's been a couple of years. Yeah. Pan roasted squash and the grill flavors. I mean, it, some of this stuff has to be good. Well, and when we dined there before, when we dined there, it was we ate for lunch. So it was more of like a casual fare than dinner. But now that lunch is like a prefix meal, too, it's more of like a um, more of a fancy location all day, I guess, if you will. Yeah, because I don't remember seeing any of this stuff. And I mean, I'm sure over time, because everybody, I think, does the same thing about this place. It's really cool, but the food is in. Right. They have to start taking that account and just start changing the food a little bit. That looks like what they've done. One of the things to note about this dining location is at the Magic Kingdom, you are only able to get, like, if you want to get, like, beer and wine or cocktail um, during your day at the Magic Kingdom, you're only going to be able to do it at table service dining locations. So any of the table service locations at Magic Kingdom, you can get that. But select locations also have, like, specialty um, cocktails that they sell. Um, so you can get here, you can get the French 75, you can get a Boulevard, or you can get um, a Bloody Mary. Or another, if you know, if you're looking to save money, have a deal, there's a $380 bottle of Brut. <laughs> so you're looking to kind of you know, save a buck or that. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, jump right into it. Um, I remember when we went here, we were seated in the grand ballroom. The way that they bring things around to you, it's just so immersive. From the cast members who bring the foods to you, you remember they like brought it out to us on like this, it was like a rolling cart, like they would use in the movie. I didn't even pay attention to that, I just figured like, I'm just going to cruise around. Kind of <laughs> that, together. that was our first day of our first trip, but yeah, it was a rolling cart that they brought our food out to us in. Um, they also, we got, I got a glass of champagne and Tony got, um, a beer there. And then like, they're kind of known for 
their dessert of having the um, gray stuff, which used to be like exclusively sold at Be Our Guest. Now it's not. And when I'm looking at it on the menu, it's the chocolate tart is gonna, it's the gray stuff, crisp pearls, and white chocolate wafer. We didn't get that um, when we went there, but I've heard from people, I think you would love it. I think it's like kind of like a, a Oreo, like an Oreo kind of like. That's kind of what the gray stuff is, is like the Oreo filling. I feel like dinner here was probably, I mean, it's the same price either way. Right. I feel like dinner would be more like setting the dark, yeah. set, the, set the mood, set the tone for like be our guest. Like, yeah. Lunch, it was cool, but I feel like it's, that, it doesn't give it the full, you know, the full picture. And I think the people that I've seen reviewing it recently have all been getting the filet mignon. If we went here, like I like I said, I like the um, chicken that I got. It was like chicken confit, and I don't see that on the menu now. But again, that was for like lunch. Um, it's roasted. There's a roasted. I'm gonna butcher this. Roasted poulet rouge chicken <laughs> that's served with a truffle potato puree, wild mushrooms, and green onion knowledge. Green, yeah, green onion knowledge. I would probably get that. Or there's like a dry aged duroc pork chop, like Tony was talking about, the trout almondine. Like, this actually looks like a good menu. I had it changes. Yeah, yeah I pork chop, I would have 1000% got that. I don't think that was on there. Yeah. So for what you're getting, like, I mean, the price, either way, it's $70 for lunch or it's $70 for dinner. So I would just go for dinner and make this a fancy dining meal in the park, you know? So overall, theming, food. What? What's your thoughts on the theming? My thoughts on the theming is like 10 out of 10. I don't think you can make it any better. My And this is like, I feel like it's the OG here. Right. The thoughts on the food is, it's hard because like when we went there, it didn't like, to me, like looking at this menu, it makes me want to go back. Yeah, I feel like we kind of. Got the entry level food before it was kind of scaled a little bit. Yeah, I don't hear anybody raving about it, but it definitely has changed. And definitely want to go back. Another thing, another thing about this dining location, too. Like note too, if you're looking for a nicer dining location, but you're gonna have your kids with you, and let's say like you're considering, oh, I want to go to California Girl, but I don't know if my kids are gonna be too loud or something like that. Dining locations in the parks, still all dining locations at Walt Disney World, like are gonna be children friendly. Except for like Victorian Alberts, of course, because they have like yeah, an so age no ambiance, quiet type things. But yeah, cafeteria in a way. This dining location, you can have take your kids there and have a nice meal. It's not somewhere that you need to like worry about, like oh, my army kid's gonna be too loud or something like that. So moving on to our next one on the list is Jungle <laughs> Cruises Skipper Canteen. Yep, Skipper Canteen, which we talk about all the time. I'm sure people get tired of listening to us talk about Jungle it. Navigation Co. Jungle Navigation Co. Ltd. Skipper. Not even before we even get into this one, you can't you can't eat here until you ride the ride first, and then you're <laughs> and you can actually get in there and really fully enjoy the full theming after the ride. Yeah, Skipper Canteen is, um, Disney's website says, Hungry for adventure? Savor the tropical cuisine of this exotic outpost. It serves African, Asian, and Latin food. Um, they are open for lunch or dinner. What I've heard from a lot of people here, I always recommend this to my clients to dine here. It's one of the locations at Magic Kingdom you can frequently get, like, kind of like a last-minute reservation for. Some people are nervous that it's, like, too adventurous for their family or something like that. But in my opinion, I feel like you can get 
something for everyone in your party. One of the biggest perks to dining here is, like Tony said, it's themed to the uh, the Jungle Cruise. It's themed to be, like, the place that the skippers hang out for the Well, you won't even get it and understand, like, half of, like, and appreciate half of what Disney's trying to get in any of it. Right. In rides and in, and in restaurants, if you don't understand it. So, like, the waiters and waitresses come up to you, they're, they're telling jokes and doing everything like the skippers would do. Right. If you would, I mean, I feel like you'd have to know that. Yeah. Or for one, you'd probably get yeah. <laughs> kind of awkward. kind of awkward. Why are you telling me this punny joke right now? Yeah, it, it, like Tony said, you wouldn't get it. Like, watch the movie before you go to Disney World. Watch Jungle Cruise on Disney Plus. Um, ride the ride before you go eat here. It's such a fun restaurant. Before or after. The, yeah, before or after. The skippers tell you, like, punny jokes during your meal. Here they have, like, several different rooms that you can dine in as well. There's, like, the mess hall area. There's a room for the um, the SEA, which is the Society of Explorers and Adventurers. So there's a couple different rooms you can eat out here. The food here is great. Um, the prices start at $23 per entree for adults and $11.50 per child. Yeah, this one is pretty much a staple for us. It's hard for us not to eat here every time. I was just thinking, is this the place that we've eaten at the most at Walt Disney World? It's hard to skip. Well, I guess Boathouse is the place we've eaten the most. Last time we went there, I got the lamb shops. Uh-huh. Overall, very good. Just a little small. Yeah, one of the things that we like about this location, too, is they frequently change their menu. So, they may, like, make it to yeah, where... Yeah, it wasn't on their last trip. Right. Like, so, um, I got these sustainable fish last time, and it comes with, like, bok choy and lotus root, bell peppers and shiitake mushrooms, and a light ginger lemongrass broth. That's gonna be like a staple on their menu every single time. But Tony got the lamb chops, and those. What I like about that too, though, is I feel like it's not—it's not something. Well, they have it on there now, but I feel like maybe it was new or something. Let me see if we even have it first, because obviously it was a hit or it was new, or they didn't carry a whole. It wasn't just you know a surplus. So that would be like you know we're rotating, we're trying, or whatever they're doing. We've gotten you've gotten the grilled steak here before too. On our first trip. We ate here the first day for dinner, so we ate at Bear Guts for lunch, and then we ate at Skipper Canteen for dinner. Like, we were, like, hitting it out of the park. I obviously did a lot of research into our trip, where to dine out and stuff. Mm-hmm. Not to toot my own horn. Another thing to do with these restaurants, too, that way you make sure you get what you want, is just ask them. Yeah. That's what, we, that's what, what I did last time. Ask them what you're looking for. Ask them what's good or what you have the taste for, and they'll shoot you in the right direction. That get something you don't even want, you're paying for a lot of money for. Right. And this, look, like, when we ate here first in 2020, part of the reason that I wanted to eat here was because they had gluten-free fried chicken. It's called Taste Like Chicken because it is. And that's what I'm saying when people say that it's too adventurous of a restaurant for your family to try. It's crispy fried chicken, honey harissa vinaigrette, roasted cipollini, onions, corn, and cabbage with creamy grits. That's different because it actually used to be with um, a basmati rice and, like, soy sauce dressing. Um... But you can always customize things at Disney. Let's say, like, you want the fried chicken, but you don't want, like, a honey harris of vinaigrette. No problem. Like, Disney will take that off for you. They have literally everything here. I mean, they've got from a steak to get your chicken. They got a stew. They got a fish. They got a lamb chop. And they have a tenderloin. So, literally, I mean, there's, it, it's adventurous, but more so, like, on the sides or something. I mean, it's not, like, you know, some crazy stuff you never heard of. Yeah, and um, and they have so they people say that they have like a secret menu. 
whenever I stop before Not last like, time. <laughs> they're like we don't have a secret yeah. menu today. Okay. Our, <laughs> our secret menu isn't really here. But I don't but with that said, I don't see it on here. They have um Brazilian cheese bread on their secret menu. And so maybe if you're heading to Skipper Canteen, ask if they have that. Um ask if they have a secret menu that day because maybe they've gone back to having one. Well, um, or like drinks or something. Like sometimes certain they places have, like, certain have a beer or something. That or sangria. So I'm not sure if they want to have it here or not. I think it might be the old traditional Tampa Bay Brewing, Old Elephant IPA. Sangria. The Kungaloo Spice Excursion. That might be one of those. I don't know. But sometimes they have different drinks. You can only get their different restaurants. Yeah, and then they also have two. We got their falafel one time. I love falafel. Tony is not, not good. <laughs> Tony's not a falafel fan. But if you are in the mood for falafel, their falafel here is really good. And it's served with like a house-made edamame hummus. It was so good. Um, they also are a location that has specialty cocktails. So here they have the Sunset Margarita, the Jungle Bird, the house-made Skipper um, Sangria, and then the Jungle Navigation Coast Shandy, which is interesting because I'm pretty sure you've gotten that before. So on the theming, there's, I mean, you have to look around here in this place. There's yeah. so much going on in the walls, and like I said, there's a lot of backstory on signs you'll see and things in the restaurant. Kind of like, well, I guess not like, not like beer, I guess, but... No, like but in, there still is. You're right. Yeah, there's just so much to look at, like, on the wall. Like, the, the, what is it, like, in the um, SCA room, there's um, a, it looks like a bookshelf, and there's a bunch of different books in there. And those books, like, everything at Disney has meaning. And those books, some of those books are theme to like different um imagineers and stuff like that there's also what is that it's like a private that table it's a round table you get to sit at and it's like the secret there it's in the secret room yeah we haven't sat there yet no we have not sat there we've but sat you're literally, in, the like, you're in the movie sitting in this place yeah like in that little little canteen yeah so overall this one is hard to beat top notch this is top this top three for us Across Disney property? Probably top three, yeah. Yeah, I would say so, too. Like, there are a few places when I think of Disney that I think of to eat at, and this is one of them alongside the Boathouse. Like, I would say that. So, on to the next one. We're heading over to Epcot, and we are going to the Beer Garden Restaurant. This is located in Epcot in the Germany Pavilion. To celebrate Oktoberfest all year long with authentic German cuisine and lively entertainment. It is a German buffet. The price here is $49 for adult and $27 for child. We ate here in February with some friends, and I felt like it was a perfect place to eat at for, like, a larger party. Because you're seated at tables that are, like, what would you call those? Just, like, long tables? The one we had was pretty average-sized table, but I guess we have some bigger ones. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they do have, they have, like, different tiers to the restaurant. So when you walk in... It's literally like you're walking into Germany into an Oktoberfest, and there's different tiers to the restaurant um, of, like, where you're seated at. And I think some of those tables are smaller. They're, like, four people. Some tables seat eight people. And then they're bigger. Yeah, it's all centered around the uh, the live entertainment. So, first of all, they have live entertainment. Right. For the most part, it was kind of throughout the entire time we were there playing music, interacting with the with everybody in the sitting down. The kids are dancing around. So, I mean, it's one of those where you're, you're having a fun time. Yeah, and they have, um, so they have, like, a, like, a rotating selection here of bratwurst, rotisserie chicken, pork schnitzel, they have a variety of salads, um, they have a Bavarian cheesecake, hand-pulled apple strudel, all of it's, like, made fresh daily. The food here is 
price here starts at $49 for adult and $27 for child, whether you dine here for lunch or for dinner. Um, I would say the food here was good. It was more like, it just depends on do you like German food or not. I personally am not someone who like loves all the German food, but I did enjoy my meal here. Yeah, this place literally has everything. Yeah. It is spread out across the front. Yeah, I guess it's <laughs> the front. It's kind of where you walk in. Yeah, yeah, and they're known for their like noodle gratin, which is kind of like a German version of macaroni and cheese. Yeah, I mean, it's not, I don't feel like it's, all, I mean, it, I think they had like chicken and they had some. I got like the roasted chicken, like the drumsticks. It's not like weird stuff. No, it's not weird, but I just mean like, it just depends on like what you prefer. There's a place, um, there's like, I, we just live in an area that has a lot of German food or German towns around us. So we can get German meals, and it's not always my favorite, but I feel like Beer Garden does a really good job of appeasing to everyone. That's the one thing about Disney, is Disney's always good about trying to, like, accommodate to everyone's, like, preferences and stuff like that. And when you go to a buffet, especially. Yeah, and you actually feel immersed in this one, like you're in that location. Yeah, it really did feel like we were in Germany. You get a big old 38-ounce beer, whatever it is. <laughs> they do, like, yeah, they do, like, pro, like, they prost, and then they... Also, um, the kids, like Tony said, the, uh, the family that we were with, um, they have two kids, and their kids, like, got up and participated in the, um, like, music. They, like, danced around the restaurant and yeah, stuff so like that. Yeah, so if you that. want to, you know, lose your kids for a little bit, take them here, <laughs> you know, have a beer, hang out, and you can just watch them run around. Yeah, this is going to be another location. Organized, of course, in Disney. <laughs> True. This is going to be another location that's not necessarily like a quiet ambiance, obviously. You're stepping into Beer Garden and Oktoberfest in Germany. But it is a fun location to go to nonetheless. And the nice thing about this is we ate here for dinner. When you dine here, um, you're already in World Showcase. So if you dine here around the fireworks, you can just kind of step out and like watch the fireworks from around World Showcase Lagoon. Also, another thing to note about this location is they typically participate in all of the Epcot Festival. Um, they're called, like, like the, the Epcot Festival dining, um, what do you call it, like, the dining experiences. So you can book for, like, um, Festival of the Holidays for the Candlelight Processional. You can book a reservation for the Candlelight Processional dining package, and you can select to eat at Beer Garden, and then you have a reserved spot to watch the Candlelight Processional from. They also do that for, like, Eat to the Beat, and for the Food and Wine, or for the uh, Festival of the Arts, and for Flower Garden, too. Yeah, overall, their food was good. Mm-hmm. It is not a 20 out of 20. It's not average. Like, the food's good. But what would you say the, the atmosphere is? Exactly what you expect. You would say it was Walking into, like, a German festival. Yeah, absolutely. And it was, like, it was so much fun, too. One of the things that's fun, too, about Epcot is um the cultural representatives like people from the countries work in the Epcot pavilions and at this location like we got to interact with people from Germany and stuff so you're not interacting with an American who's trying to understand like German food you're actually interacting with someone from that country yeah it's a fun place yeah moving on moving on to, to Hollywood Studios my favorite park is that your favorite park too I'm not doing this again <laughs> they're all my favorite Moving on to Hollywood Studios, we are heading to another location that I would consider one of our favorite dining locations at Disney, which is Sci-Fi Dining Theater. <laughs> it's kind of a controversial, like, statement to make. This is um, probably one of our top three. But it is. Um, 
Disney says on their website, this dining location allows guests to do dinner and a show at a movie at a 50s-style drive-in theater that serves all-American cuisine and it's featuring, like, B-real sci-fi movie clips on the screen. We have dined here almost every time. Probably as much as Skipper Canteen. Everybody says this is really hard to get, but we pretty much got Yeah, I don't know. One of the most fun things about this dining experience, I will say, out of all of the locations on here, I consider Sci-Fi Dining to be one of the most fun dining locations. This is the only one on the list that's actually quiet. Yes. Other than what's going on on the screen, they're doing like little shorts of like old scary kind of movies or... Yeah, Sci-Fi movies. Yeah, so overall, this is like a... It's dark. It's literally like you're sitting out in a car... Which you are, right. right? And happen you're sitting in a car, sometimes with somebody else who didn't even know. Last time we were sitting in the back to, with a, a, a family, family of four. four. So that was our first trip to Disney. Yeah. So it was fun because we actually talked to them. They, we said we were the uncle and aunt in the back. Yeah, the cousins. Cousins in the back. But there actually is seating in the back. There's actually regular tables in the back. There's only a few of them there. So if you don't want to sit there, be a shoulder or something, you can sit in the back. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, we um we've dined here ever since our first trip. Our first trip, do you remember what I did here? I was crying and I was like, I don't want to leave because it's our last party. Yeah, somebody's asking him how to get a job. <laughs> I was like, how can I just work at Sci-Fi Dining? Like, I love the atmosphere here. Well, at that time, she said somebody's got to die for you to get a job. Right. I don't think it's the case anymore. <laughs> no, I don't think that's necessarily the case after COVID. But the Castle we were talking to, like, she had been working in security trying to get a dining and get trying to get a position at sci-fi dining like Jenny said you walk in here and it's cool it's very air-conditioned it's dark it's a perfect contrast to doing a park day where it can be busy in the parks it can be warm it can be overstimulating you walk in here and most of the time you're going to be seated in one of the cars it's a classic car you have a car hop that's waiting on you there's um like three rows in most of the cars some of the cars actually are like it's a car, but there's a table in the middle of it. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? there's a couple setups. Um, and then at the back, it's like you're sitting at a table watching the drive-in. With an umbrella. Right. Inside. Yeah. So but it's not inside. <laughs> we were talking about this before we started um, recording, and I was telling her name. I was like, how will eat there now with the girls? But I guess with the girls, we would just ask to be seated in one of the tables in the back. Because if you are have younger kids with you or something, it may not be like as easy to be seated in one of the cars. You don't. You tell us what to do. Yeah, you tell us what to do. So um, overall, though, this one is not a thirty or forty like an entree. This is actually pretty standard. Yeah, it's like twenty bucks for the burger. You know. Yeah, it's twenty dollars for entree. Start at twenty dollars um, for adults and eleven fifty for kids. They have. I was telling Tony, this is another location that changes their menu a lot. Um, and they have everything from, like, burgers and sandwiches. So if you're getting a burger, pastas. there's a feature film burger. They change it up, so you just ask them, and I guess it's a rotating one that some chef yeah. makes up every time. Which usually I'll get that, or the drive-in barbecue burger. But I think the film one last time had, like, um, some kind of pepper patch or something. or something. I think that might have been a couple of times ago. Oh, okay. The last one had some kind of... I don't know if it was hatch green or something, but they just they change it up so it's not going to be on the menu. You'll say ask your ask the car hop. Yeah, we've gotten here. We've gotten like their fried uh, the fried pickles here before. Those were good. Um, how I don't think we've ever gotten that. Maybe we've gotten the onion rings here before. Had a dairy free appetizer one time. Yeah, one time we had it was spinach. It was spinach and artichoke dip. It was just too rich for us. Yeah, we weren't a fan of it. It was good, but it was too rich. 
Um, I've had their their um chicken salad sandwich before. I've gotten it in a wrap. That was really good. Um, they also used to have they used to have like a buffalo. It was like a buffalo chicken salad. I don't see that necessarily on the menu anymore. But they are also known for their desserts. They have um, brownie sundaes. They also have um, milkshakes, of course. So it's a great restaurant to dine at. Yeah, overall, this one is pretty hard for us to skip. Food, it's pretty good. I mean, it's your typical kind of, you know, burgers and sandwiches. Right. I would say yeah, it's, it's good. Not, you know, like most of these it's nothing you're ever going to like. I need to have every day of my life, but yeah, it's good. Out of all of these places that we've listed so far, I would say Skipper Canteen is a place that if, like, in yeah. everyday life, I could go to and eat over and over again. That's, As they would say, that one's elevated a little bit. Yeah, that's the type of food that we would eat on a normal, like, basis would be at Skipper Canteen. But when you're on vacation, Sci-Fi Dining is so fun. I mean, I love burgers, too. Don't get me wrong. But um, it's but it's just, like, such a good meal, you know? It is in our top three. Yep. Next, moving on to 50's Primetime Cafe. This is an interesting one. Yeah. Everybody loves or hates this one. I have very mixed opinions about this one. The atmosphere, I will say, 10 out of 10. Such a fun place to go to. Complete opposite from the last one. Right. Way opposite. Right. It's way more lively in there. Here you are, Disney says, it's classic American comfort food, 50's kitsch, and a good old-fashioned family gathering takes you back to a bygone era. This is American food, and you're going to be served by, like, mom or the extended family during your meal. They're kind of known for doing hygiene during their meal. So they may come up to you and tell you to keep your elbows off the table. you got to finish your plate. Take your phone and put your phone away. I think our waiter was telling us we ate there in February, and our waiter was, I think he was giving me a hard time about being on my phone the whole time. Um, or, like, f- filming, like, video. You were taking pictures of the food or something, or... You yeah. said you were an Instagram or something. Okay, so I did TikToks, and he was like, oh, are you a Disney food blog? I was like, no. Um, here you can get things like fried chicken, pot roast, meatloaf. The prices, again, are going to be like way more reasonable at this location. Um, the prices start at $17. Disney reasonable. Yeah, $17 an entree for adults and twelve fifty per child. Yeah, last time I got a sample of mom's favorite recipes. So this is like your sampler. Right. I thought like it was pretty good. Uh, the fried chickpeas, fried chicken. It had um, the, uh, pot roast, traditional meatloaf, and with all the fixings. And I think you were jealous. I got that meat. That yeah, because I it was got, thirty bucks, but you're getting a little taste of everything. I got the I got the seared salmon last time, and it wasn't again. This was a meal like it just felt really rich to me because it had like this very rich sauce to it. It wasn't necessarily my necessarily my favorite. Um, but would I go back here again and try something different? Sure. I made a TikTok one day saying that I didn't like 50's Primetime Cafe's food when we ate there, and people came for me and were like, this is the best pot roast and meatloaf I've ever had. That's the thing, too. We're in Texas. We have right. barbecue everywhere. We have southern, southern food. food everywhere, so we know, we, we know it's good. I'm not saying this is not good. It's good, but is it the best? Like most things? Nah, I mean, there's always, you always top match a little more, but the environment here... It's literally like you're walking into a, like an old show or a movie. Like it, they're all dressed up like old school, you know. My mom was in the kitchen. It's like you're at a diner. Yeah, it's like they a have little, little little TVs. If you so that's the thing too. Is you can you can be set in a different place every time. I don't think our room had like a little TV or anything. But some of the tables did, but ours didn't. Yeah, we, we were, were in a big room. Yeah, we were in a big room. So some of the tables have 
um, a TV, you're like sitting in, you're literally sitting in mom's kitchen and they're playing like um, old classic TV shows and stuff like that on the screen. If you, as a caveat, if you are like, maybe I want to eat at Sci-Fi Dine-In on my day at Hollywood Studios and I don't want to eat at 50s Primetime or I don't have time to, you could always go to the lounge, which is located right next door, and you could go there and just like grab a drink. It's still the same atmosphere. Obviously, you're not going to be seated at a table. You're not going to get that full experience, but you still get to see inside the restaurant. And I think we did that one time. And then that next trip, we were like, oh, we really like the atmosphere of going in the lounge. So we went to eat at the restaurant. Yeah, that's one of the things we do almost every time. It's just kind of like something I don't think a lot of people know about. You can, yeah, you don't have to be, have a reservation. You can just swing in there, grab a drink. I think you can take it to go. Yeah, you can you take can, it to go. Yeah. Be, there's not a whole lot of seating in there. It's, there's a bar, maybe four chairs. There's a little TV. Uh-huh. But, yeah, you get the same vibe as if you're, if you're eating in the 50s. Yeah, and they have, like, um, like they have different drinks that they're kind of, like, known for. Like, they're known for, like, the Dad's Electric Lemonade. Like, I've never tried that before. Um, but that's kind of, like, something that they're known for at the lounge, and then you can get it in the restaurant. Did you eat here again? I would eat here again. I would get something different. I would get something that, like, was, like, heartier. So you're saying you could get the same thing? <laughs> No, like, I could get, like, the um like the meatloaf or i've heard their gluten-free fried chicken's really good another tip folks you can't, you can't go to a place like this and get the salmon some, <laughs> some people over here would do get the salmon at a you know a country place you, know, you get what they're known for my, anywhere you go in life my family likes to give me a hard time because you get a fajita here or what my family likes to give me a hard time because i will like i'll make food and I'll make, like, for Thanksgiving, I'll make a gluten-free stuffing. I think I made, like, a grain-free stuffing last year. And my mom and my brother were both like, Brittany, you can't just do, like, you gotta just eat, like, the traditional food sometimes. You want the best experience? Just like a sci-fi. <laughs> you're not going to sci-fi and getting a pasta. I know they're coming back around some pastas, but you're getting a burger. Yeah, together. and you know what's interesting about back to sci-fi is they have, like, four or five pastas on the menu. I no, don't get, get it. Get a burger. Get a burger, and you get your milkshake before, like you did. Get your milkshake. We didn't talk about that. Get your milkshake for the burger. Oh, that's true, too. I think at sci-fi, I'm pretty sure that they have, like, boozy milkshakes, so they used to. I'm not a fan of boozy milkshakes. It just makes it way too rich for me. But they do have really good milkshakes. Overall... 10 out of 10 on atmosphere. Yeah, but in the, like, yeah, the, the waiters and waitresses are, like, they're, like, identical to general, the scooper canteen. Yeah. As far as how they act and entertain and... Also, another important thing to note here, if you're going to 50s prime time and you're like, I want to dine here, but I don't necessarily want to be, like, have, like, all the hygiene during my meal, let your, um, let the hostess know at the hostess stand, and they'll make sure to let your waiter know so you're comfortable yeah. there. Sound it down on this table, or, yeah, they're party poopers. I don't, <laughs> but I don't feel like our waiter was, like, over the top. He gave us champagne. I think he threw everything on the table, didn't he? Actually, yeah, he did. <laughs> he threw yeah, everything he on the table. He was giving me, like, a really hard time the entire time during our meal about TikToks and stuff like that. Um, he gave us champagne, though, because it was our anniversary. Um, so it was, it was a really fun restaurant. I would say all of these places we've listed have a 10 out of 10 for atmosphere. The food is just like what Tony and I talked about. It's what you make it. It's what you choose. You gotta know what to order. Right. It can't all be top notch for their stuff. That's really good. Yeah. Ask them if you don't have any clue. Yeah. And there's so many other places at Disney that are immersive that like, 
maybe you want to try. But these are places that we absolutely love that we can recommend. There's a couple of places that I've listed to that we want to go to that we just haven't made it to yet. Um, first up... Staying at Hollywood Studios. Is... Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. <laughs> We have not eaten that because we haven't been there since it's been open, but we are ready to do it because everybody says this one actually is good. Yeah, Russell has some tasty barbecue fare at this Western-themed restaurant where you'll see the world through the eyes of Amy's toys. So, just like the rest of Toy Story Land, you are shrunk down to the size of a toy, and you are eating in a, like, Roundup Rodeo barbecue that Amy set up in his backyard. I'm super excited about this one. This one is something that, like, I, obviously our girls aren't going to know what's going on when they go on to Disney for the first time, but... The entire time they've been in my belly, whenever Tony tries to, like, like see, like, if they're, like, moving or something, they'll just immediately, like, go still, and we're like, Andy's coming! And so, oh, oh. <laughs> so this is, like, a fun one that I'm excited to take them to. In the restaurant, periodically, they will say over, like, the music or whatever, Andy's coming! It'll sound like Andy's coming to his room. And everyone in the restaurant freezes. The wait staff, the guests, everything. So I'm really excited for this one. The price for this one is $45 per adult and $25 per child. It's American food, but again, it leans towards like barbecue. Um, you'll start your meal with bread service. So that's like homemade cheddar biscuits and pepper jelly. Um, then you have like a course of salads and I think you get like all three of them for the table. And then you select one main course. So it's either going to be like a plant-based option or kind of a platter of smoked meats. And then you get four sides for the table to choose from off the menu. You can always order more. Let's say, like, you get, what is it, the married spuds? Let's say you get the married spuds and you're all out of that. You can get more of that or you can get something else. And then you can also get one uh, dessert per guest. Yeah, I'm excited to try this one out. I mean, we've, we know a good barbecue is we eat at barbecue right. a lot, but that's kind of beside the point. And we know it's good. Yeah. I'm not hearing much bad about this, but yeah, to- I mean, Toy Story. Right. Everybody loves Toy Story. Yeah. Like, and when you're in, and you're in that land too, so just like you're, you're continuing just walking out, it's like walking on a ride with your kids eat too. Right. Right next to the same dog. you know, like, with saying that we're from Texas and we have barbecue, Disney does a really good job of barbecue. There's several locations at Disney World that have great barbecue, so I have faith in the fact that they know how to do barbecue. Like, um, over at Epcot, the Regal Eagle has great barbecue, so it's not like they're pulling out, like, here in Texas, there's some places that are... Um, kind of like fast food barbecue chains that you kind of just feel like it's like generic barbecue. I don't feel like this is going to be that. And from what I've heard, it's not. You can get all you want. You have the best right. thing Right. Yeah. I've also heard that the cocktails here are really good. They serve them to you in mason jars, which is fun. Um, they used to have like these like giant pencils you got to write, sign your check with when they first opened, but people were stealing them. So those have gone away. So. Moving on to our last one, it's back over to Epcot at Space U20. Here you are dining among the stars at an all-new restaurant that's out of this world. This is American food. It's going to be another prefix meal. It's $55 for adult for lunch or $79 for adult for dinner, and it's $29 per child, no matter if it's like lunch or dinner. Um, adults get to choose one appetizer, one entree, and one dessert, and, get, and kids get one entree, one dessert, and one drink. Yeah, so this one, as you probably know or heard, if you don't, it's just, it's expensive. It's right. really expensive. We, we got to try everything once, no matter yeah. what. And they have, you can, at the bar up there, you can have um, drinks in the lounge and order food or appetizers from there, too, as well. Uh-huh. So that's one thing we may do if we don't sit down here. We've attempted it. 
We were attempted one little drive by to get in here, but it was kind of off the. <laughs> it was off the cuff, and that one didn't happen. But. Yeah, it says phase two twenty. It says phase two twenty. Um, the restaurant you make reservations to eat in the restaurant. If you want to go to the lounge, depending on the time of year, they used to have like lounge reservations available. I haven't seen those available at all recently. Last time, like Tony said, we were there. We walked by and said, "Hey, can we get into the lounge?" And they're like, "Oh, it's an hour wait. You just have to get on the wait list." And we're like, "No, it's okay. Never mind." She said, "Longer than that." If you choose to dine at the lounge, the cool thing about the lounge is you can get some of the same entrees and things that are on the prefix menu of the restaurant, and you're still in the exact same atmosphere. So Space 220 is you're traveling in space 220 miles above Epcot, and you're looking at, um, you're in a space station, and you're looking at Epcot out the windows of the restaurant. So it's extremely immersive. I've heard from people here saying that when you dine here, like, expect to be here for a little while, which I guess you want to when you're paying that price. And you ride up there in a huge elevator? Yeah. It's like a simulator. Fake elevator? Yeah, it's like a fake elevator. It's a simulator that, like, um, simulates you going up into space. Yeah, everything there looks really cool. Like, you're actually in, like, a, you know, actually in, like, a ship. Or a, right. It's supposed to be in a ship or, like, a... Uh, space station. Space station, that's what it's Yeah. Yeah. It looks exactly like that. But yeah, I don't think... Because you're all in the same room. I don't think it matters where you're at. No. So when you dine at the lounge, if you go to the lounge, you are in the center of the restaurant. Um, and those tables are going to be tables that are surrounding the bar area. Of course, you can only sit at the bar if you're 21 and up and everyone in your party is 21 and up. But if you have a family with you, you can be seated in the tables in the lounge. Um, if you are, like Tony said, if you get like their tables at the restaurant, you're a little bit closer to the windows. But again, it's all the same atmosphere. So... Kind of like skippers, if you're going to ride this, or if you're going <laughs> to, you've got to ride Mission Space, but I would do both. Right. I would do it before. I would not do this yeah, after. Yeah, that's true. Get up the green, don't do the orange, and do it right before. You get immersed, and then you get to walk in there and cruise around space. Yeah, that's true. One of the things that like, I wanted to try here is they have a drink that, when I was a kid, my mom always bought us Tang, and they have a drink, I don't know what it's called. But they have a drink that is like Tang, but they clip, like, um, freeze-dried ice cream to the outside. And we used to go to the Houston Space Center, like, like every couple of years or something. My mom would take us there. We would always get pieces of freeze-dried ice cream. So I think this would be really fun to, like, incorporate. They got steak and fruits. Ooh. That would be my go-to on this one. See if they could add something else to it. I don't know if they can, but spice it up. Well, you can do enhancements and stuff like that. Yeah, but overall, I think this one's gonna be, I think it's gonna be good. I don't think this would be one you go go back to over and over again. Maybe if you're made at the lounge, but not sitting in sitting down. No, and this is another one that I feel like they have changed the menu with over time. Like when they first opened it, um, they sold the Blue Moon Cauliflower. Once they got the they feedback, the calamari. Yeah. yeah, but like their entrees, I feel like have like really rotated out. Like they have a bone and pork chop there that could be worth the price of. What you're paying, like with your appetizer. Yeah, that's everywhere. Like that. If you're paying for it, get the most expensive thing. Yeah, they get have as much as you can. They have like miso. Take it home with them. <laughs> they have miso. Oh, they have pad thai there. I didn't know that Disney had pad thai anywhere. We were just talking about that. Just go hungry, really hungry. Uh, yeah, and then they have like, and then they have like supplemental things that you can like add to your meal too, or you can do like different desserts and stuff like that. So if you're looking for an immersive dining experience, these seven places in total 
should give you some options. Of course, like I said, we've dined at the first five. Um, the last two are places that are on our list to dine at. And of course, we will report back with any new knowledge we gain from it. Yeah, these are our heavy hitters. And these yeah. are the ones I feel like if you're going to go somewhere, you're, you're one, you know what you're going to get. These are some ones that are like, I don't think you can go wrong. Right. Yeah. But let us know your thoughts. Let us know where you be different stuff. These ones that you think, oh, this one's better than those. Yeah. That's good. Comments. Yeah, let us know. Let us know over on Instagram what you think of these dining locations. If you've eaten here, if you haven't, are you excited to try them? Um, Like I said, we didn't include any of the character meals because there's so many of them. And it's hard to kind of like narrow down which ones are better than others. Um, But... We hope this gave you some new ideas of places to dine at, whether you've been to Disney before, whether it's your first trip. So that's going to do it for this week's episode. But be sure to give us a follow on the Double Dose of Disney fam on Instagram and TikTok to keep the fun rolling. And please, please, please leave us a rating and a review on your favorite podcast platform. It goes so far to help us continue growing our audience. We will see you next week. See you.